Welcome to the Wicked Good Momcast, a podcast for Boston moms by Boston moms, a space to hear stories from real moms, to celebrate the beauty of motherhood and to normalize its challenges. Motherhood is hard, but it doesn't have to be lonely. You are a wicked good mom. And now here are your Wicked Good Momcast host, Shannon and Megan. This season of the Wicked Good Momcast is brought to you by our partners at Boston Ballet School, the only ballet school in New England affiliated with Boston Ballet, a world-renowned ballet company whose internationally acclaimed repertoire ranges from classical to Balanchine masterworks to premieres by today's finest choreographers. Boston Ballet School believes ballet is for everyone and is dedicated to providing an inclusive environment with classes for all ages, abilities, and household incomes. Visit bostonballet.org backslash education to enroll your child this fall. Welcome back, listeners. For the first time ever on the Wicked Good Momcast, we are bringing back our first returning guest. You all loved hearing from Kristen Reed of Nursing Your Way to Wellness last year, and now one year later, Kristen is a new mom. We are excited to check in on her and her new baby girl and hear how new motherhood is treating her. Kristen has always had a heart for moms, but as a mom herself, she has a lot of ideas on how new moms need to be better supported. There's lots to unpack on today's episode, so thank you for being here. Kristen Reed is a multiple award-winning registered nurse and certified health and wellness coach with bachelor's degrees in nursing and psychology. She is a National Certified Health and Wellness Nurse Coach, National Board Certified Holistic Nurse, and an expert in women's wellness called The Wellness Woman by The Daily Item and nominated for Best of the City Award in Wellness. Kristen is the founder and CEO of health and wellness practice Nursing Your Way to Wellness, where she provides personalized health and wellness coaching. Kristen, we were just saying the last time we interviewed you, we weren't using video yet. So it's truly great to see you today. Yes, Shannon and Megan. So good to see you. And this takes it up a whole notch. So honored to be here and so honored to be your first returning guest. Thank you very much for having me. We're so happy to have you here. We were just saying as we were catching up a little bit before the podcast actually started is I feel like I know what's been going on with you because social media gives us that sort of like Uh, behind the scenes look at what's going on, but share with our listeners what you have been up to since the last time that we talked with you. Yes. I know that's the one that's a a big plus of social media. Oh, you know, just lounging around eating bonbons, you know, (laughs) Um, not that. Yeah. Not that. Um, since last time we talked, yeah, I welcomed a little girl into the world and life has been beautifully transformed into a whole different realm. So mm-hmm. everything that I knew is different. And here we are, which I know we're going to dive into. So yeah, my little girl, Adeline is just turned five months and I'm on the other, the other side of it now. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Such a blessing. It is. And you and I, we message pretty frequently. I would say at least once a week, we're in each other's inboxes and Um, You said something a while back that stuck with me, and I wrote it down, and I want to read it to our listeners. You said, mamas need more ongoing support and community. I learned so much, and I have so much to say and share. So, Kristen, I'm wondering what kind of support are you seeing that moms need? And I'm thrilled that we can kind of give you this platform to say and share whatever is on your heart. Thank you so much. Oh, I do. I have so much to say. Where do I start? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, so I'm an older first time mom. Um, I'll be 38 and I've been around children my whole life. I've been 
babysitting. I have nieces and nephews. I've been always like nurturing and motherly since I can remember. Mm-hmm. And so I just thought, you know, motherhood would come naturally. I didn't think otherwise. And I learned that it's not so natural. It's not so easy. And there is no manual. And so um, the support, um, Shannon, that you're referring to that I think women and mothers specifically need is community. We have to come together collectively to support moms, especially new moms and first time moms Mm -hmm. um, have this support and sisterhood, a tribe where we know and we can say yes. And sometimes we don't even need words. We just feel seen by someone who's gone through that. Mm -hmm. And then also like an education component. We need, you know, experts to help lead us um, to feel good in our new bodies and to feel like we can prioritize our well-being to best show up for our children, our families, and ourselves. Mm -hmm. So I just think there's so much room for us to as a society and as women and mothers to really come together to support moms and that this doesn't have to be, we can be alone, like with our child in our home. Sometimes that's necessary, but not feel lonely. And I think there's so much room for growth in that area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's um, one of the things that we say at Boston moms is actually motherhood is hard, but it doesn't have to be lonely. Like there are people who are out there who are walking through this or have walked through it before or will walk through it after you. Um, And the more we share openly about what we're going through, our struggles and our triumphs, the more likely we're able to connect with another woman. Um, And it's such a gift to be able to give that to each other. So I think and I do think this is still sort of something that's relatively new. I think women in general have. Um, in history have been taught to sort of hold that stuff really close, hold the good and the hard close. And in recent years, like I feel like the difference in, um, you know, what I share about being a mother is like, I mean, it's, it's in stark contrast to what my mom's generation shared by like yes. a lot. You know, you were yeah. only seeing stuff yeah. on like sitcoms or soap operas or something. People weren't really talking right. about motherhood. Um, so I think it's, we're still very much in like the infant stages of what it's like to share this sort of openly. So I want to know, and I actually asked this of a lot of new moms, what has been the most surprising thing about new motherhood for you? Oh, the most surprising. (laughs) (laughs) I think that that there's some things that just didn't come natural. And again, Mm -hmm. like to my point before, I just thought it would, it has always felt natural to me with other people's Mm -hmm. children that I just thought it would come I would intuitively inherently know what to do when my Mm -hmm. baby's crying with nursing my newborn with all these things. And Mm -hmm. guess what? My surprise is that it doesn't come natural. It turns Mm -hmm. out you don't just hold your baby up to your breast and it it eats. It turns out it's not not always the case. (laughs) (laughs) Who knew? Yeah. (laughs) I can. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. I also feel like there is something to be said. And I think I'm making a little bit of a an assumption here, but Kristen, I feel like you probably are a type A high achieving person and somebody who like is like rolled up into that kind of personality. I think motherhood can be especially difficult to transition into because you're used to being able to like, if I, if I work really hard, I'm going to be able to do this pretty well. Um, Mm -hmm. and motherhood is not like that. Like it doesn't matter. Obviously effort matters, but like the amount of effort you put in is does not translate to your success. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very that's, interesting. That's so interesting. And Megan, it reminds me of a saying I heard that this is hard. This feels hard because it is hard, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. And I, yeah. that just sticks with me, right? It's, and it doesn't mean you're yeah. Yeah, wrong. <laughs> right. It's just hard. And I think yeah. we live in a society yeah. where we want, to your point about being type A and accomplishing things, right? We want, we are focused on outcomes. Sure. We value tasks and accomplishments and order, right? So when we sort of accomplish something and get something done, it's visible. Other people see it. When they see it, we get approval for our hard mm-hmm. work. We feel a proud of what we achieved. And I feel like motherhood throws that totally onto its mm-hmm. side, right? Mm-hmm. How can we prove the number of, you know, diapers we change, tears we wipe, frustrated nursing yeah. sessions we go through, like mm-hmm. naps that don't happen. Like how it's hard to show that. So then by the end of the day, you're like, what did I do all day? Mm-hmm. When really you did the most important job of all. Mm-hmm. Um but yes, I just find that so interesting. Yeah, no, I think you hit the nail on the head. And, you know, in talking to you in your new motherhood journey, it's reminded me a lot that I forgot. Mm-hmm. And I was actually talking to a mom at Swim Lessons about this yesterday, how like when you're in the yeah. thick of it, of a specific challenge, it's all consuming. Mm-hmm. It's all you can yes. think about. And you can't even necessarily see the end but then once you get through it, it's immediately onto the next mm-hmm. challenge and you somehow forget <laughs> about this thing that was like taking over your life and was so, so yeah. hard. And I um, am remembering. So, you know, you're talking about how you babysat and, and you were always around kids. And that was the same for me, too. I was a nanny. Um, and I think the major, major difference, and it seems so obvious, but a lot of people don't consider it. Being a mom ah, is a twenty four seven job. There's no break. That's it. You you don't get mm-hmm. to clock out. Yeah. You don't get to even be sick yeah. necessarily. And that was the biggest thing that stood out to me when I had my daughter was more than a hundred percent dependent on me for every little big yeah. thing. Yeah. It. And that's heavy. Yeah. That's hard. And I don't think that we prepare moms that, for that. Oh, I couldn't have said it better myself, Shannon. I. Totally agree. There's no break. There's no like I get to go home at seven o'clock. <laughs> There's mm-hmm. no checking out. Yeah, nope. You're it's you. And then as you two can relate, you know, growing a business alongside having um, a child and being a new mom, you know, you're constantly feeling like something's got to give. Like mm-hmm. what's suffering? What's prioritizing? And what's suffering? And that that's, mm-hmm. that balance, right? That elusive balance. Elusive. Yes. Absolutely. And <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Something I've seen you promote is the idea that motherhood is both and. I want to know, what does that mean to you? What does that look like in your life, for example, to be both a business owner and raising mm, a family? This has been probably like my number one theme that has come up for me since day one of Adeline being born, really, is this is like how I feel in my heart and soul. Holding two things at once, right? I love and adore my child and I am like overwhelmed and stressed out, right? I want to take care of myself and prioritize self-care because I know that's so important to me. And I just want to lay on the couch and do nothing, right? It's Mm -hmm. this constant dichotomy of both and. So what I find is like finding what I tell my health coaching clients, this magic middle sort of in all areas where it's not nothing over here. It's not perfectionism over here, but how can I meet myself in the middle to still find some 
joy and sort of accomplishment in my life, pivoting Mm -hmm. constantly to find where that like that happy place, that happy medium is for me. And then Mm -hmm. really resisting the urge to put myself in a box. Right. We always want to label something, have it be black and white. So instead of being rigid, trying to remain flexible and embrace this new normal for myself, embrace Mm -hmm. the unknown and the unpredictability of, you know, motherhood in general, um, growing my business and staying at home with my baby. So it's just constant, like both ends. And Mm -hmm. that's okay. That is okay to have both ends and to kind of just feel your way through it. I love you shared a post um, not too long ago about, I think it was a meeting with maybe Boston businesswomen. Yes. Where you were nursing on a Zoom call, I think, and it was your turn to speak. And then Addie started crying. Can you share more about that story? Because I thought it was just the perfect example of this. That's exactly right. It was a Boston businesswomen um, networking event. And it was my turn to unmute and um, share about myself and my health coaching practice. And Adeline had been fine. She was nursing. It happened to be during the time she was nursing. And I unmuted. And just as I unmute, she lost it. Yep, she lost it. (laughs) And so I tried to, you know, maneuver her and and comfort her and it was not working. And so I started kind of laughing because I'm like, what else do I do? Try to take her off. Yeah. Try to like hold her a different way. And she cried so loud. I couldn't even uh, verbalize to the women what was, you know, going on. Obviously, they could hear her crying, but you couldn't hear my voice over her crying. And I just it was a moment of like. If you can see my face right now, right, it's like <laughs> just like deep breath, I had to smile through it because this is real life. And then I eventually just said, I'll catch you all. I'm going to just I'm, I'm going to mute myself and I'm here to listen to you all. But you can't hear me. So it was just a moment of levity and um, so real and so raw. <laughs> and it was met with such respect and. Mm-hmm moms, which is exactly what we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, moms like coming together and saying, it gives me chills saying, I see you. I've been there. You Mm -hmm. had nothing to apologize for because I had said, sorry, you can't hear me. Sorry. She's crying so hard. And I got so many messages on that call. And after the call of just like solidarity and, you know, like it's just a moment and this too shall pass. Right. Mm -hmm. I wish I could tell you that that goes away. But my kids are seven and almost five, and it never fails. I will have them quiet doing an activity or in front of the TV. And the minute I am on the phone, I'm not even in the room sometimes, they and they just it. know. And they flip. They lose their minds. So I don't know if that's not very helpful. I'm sorry. But, um. Well, Megan, our first interview, you I remember Caroline, I think it was Caroline did that during our first interview, yeah. and you said the same thing. Yeah. So yeah. I got a taste it of it. Yeah, it's constant. But you know what's really great? And I think that you sort of like alluded to this and talking about your experience with Boston Businesswomen and that networking event. But what I have found is that one of the best things I have done for myself as a business owner and a person who has both roles, and and I take both of them very seriously, is be super open about my struggles for either thing. So like, And I have found that the people now that I network with and the people that I know intimately and who know me and who, whether we're business partners or colleagues or whatever we are, 
there's this like new respect that makes it so. And I think honestly, mm-hmm. truthfully, the pandemic sort of helped that all along because people were working from home and there was a little bit more of like the behind the scenes knowledge in somebody's life that you didn't yes. have previous to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really like, it's very affirming, honestly, when you can just be like, listen, I'm a mom, my kid's feeding, my kid is homesick. I want this yeah. call is also important to me, but I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I am both things. Um, and I think there was, I mean, I think some people do still have, there is still like a shroud of sh- shame around that in some, certainly in some professions and stuff. But I think we've made mm-hmm. a lot of progress. Um, and I think it's really, it's been personally very fulfilling for me. And it's allowed me to step into the role of both of th- both things when I found my power to say, I am both like you're here with mm-hmm. me right now in a professional capacity, but my child is home with me and I need them or they need me and I need them. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's right. And I, my husband has honestly started doing it too. So like when he's on the call and the kids are home, he openly says like, I'm home with my children today. My wife is in a meeting or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's just like something we all sort of have to lean into a little bit, but it, yeah. I almost feel like our circles become even more powerful when we just say like, I am both things. Yeah. That's so empowering. And to your point too, Megan, I think relationships, obviously with our partner, but mm-hmm. other relationships in our life, you know, motherhood yeah. just changes some of that and there's that shift and we're ever evolving. So mm-hmm. another example of the both and right. Like I can yeah. love my partner and also feel like where is our connection and yeah. like, like what is, we're going to find yeah. this new normal of, of us yeah. as parents and um, yeah. yeah, just embracing that all imperfection. 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And knowing that it's always changing. So even though mm-hmm. some things are constant, like your child needing you as soon as you need to unmute yourself, um, a lot of it is always changing. So having to sort yes. of flex and, and adapt. Yes. I do want to know though. So a lot of your coaching is on, is helping women understand how to care for themselves and making themselves a priority. So I want to know now that you are a mom and you're five months in, how are you finding the time to care for yourself mentally, physically, emotionally? Mm-hmm. I am speaking of embracing, I'm embracing all the pockets that I have. So yes. this is something that I always like talk to my health coaching clients about, but now I'm living it to the nth degree, like little like exercise, snack, self-care resets that are two minutes, five minutes. So Mm-hmm. I'm just capitalizing on any time I can mm-hmm. while trying to be present with my child. So I don't want to make it sound like I'm multitasking because I think that's sure. the opposite of what I want to do. But really, like when I have a break, when I put her down for a nap, like while I'm like driving, whatever I'm doing, like, can I just do some breath work? Can I do a five minute meditation after I lay her down for bed? Like, can I take her on a walk in the stroller? Like, and get some fresh air? How can I just like, stay open to all the ways I can prioritize myself. Mm -hmm. That doesn't have to look fancy. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to look like it did before. And actually it shouldn't. And it's not going to look like it did before my, my baby came into the world. So really embracing all those little pockets of time to prioritize my mental health. And that has been number one for me is my mental health. Definitely. Yeah. You, you have to get creative. Have, have sure. either of you read the book, The Fringe Hours by Jessica Turner? Yes. I have heard so, of it, but yeah. I've not read it. I was just yeah, thinking so about that. The Fringe that. Hours, yeah. um, she takes it like maybe a step further than I like to, where she did, did like she talks about doing a lot of things like at her son's baseball game or whatever. Uh-huh. And for me, I, I, I am a person who needs more boundaries than that. So I can mm-hmm. 
be be mom in one space and be the professional Megan in another space. But I think on as far as mental health and self-care, finding time in the fringe hours to say, like, even if this is I love how you said an exercise snack. So I'm imagining that that means like doing like calf raises while you're making your coffee or something like doing something to move your body, take a quick walk, whatever it is. Um, in the yeah. fringe hours. I think that's so powerful and something that we can all take from this episode. Like I was just like, oh, I'm putting that in the back of my mind. Like it doesn't have to be mm-hmm. a 45 minute workout. It can right. be an exercise yeah. snack. <laughs> yeah. Quite literally calf raises while I'm brushing my teeth Yeah, and doing squats while I'm waiting for my tea to heat up in the microwave. I mean, yeah. it's looking like wherever yeah. I can get it. And then yeah. something I did the other day that I was really proud of myself for is I said, I just need like a half hour to just like be alone and I don't have yeah. that time. So I had the babysitter stay an extra half hour. She loved Good it. For you. And I stayed in my office awesome. and just like mm-hmm. did my own thing and had mm-hmm. some quiet space and some white space to just be. And yes. that was something that was a really like pivotal moment for me. I'm like, I need to ask for help, prioritize mm-hmm. my self care mm-hmm. wherever I can get it. And that was a way. So 100%. And if you take that half an hour, like, to even if it's literally just to sit in the quiet for yourself it's almost like a commute that you don't get to have yeah so especially working from home with kids that can be so hard because you go from one thing to the other like right away there's no there's no commute to come down yeah um I think that like investing that half an hour in in yourself and that way you could sort of transition into mom mode I think that's very wise we should all try to build that sort of margin in yes My mom always said, I heard her say this so many times growing up, she would say, I'm always a better mom when I have a break. And that's so true. And that's something that I learned from her and tried to put into practice for myself as well. And it's, it's true. You have to be able to recharge Mm -hmm. your own batteries to keep taking care of them and be present. No good. Yes. And so however we can get that in, I'm, I'm all for it. (laughs) Yeah. Pro that. (laughs) Well, yeah, I'm sitting here realizing that we are doing an episode Four new moms. And Kristen, we've put a lot of pressure on you. You've been a mom for five months, and we just asked you to tell us like how to be a new mom. And I don't think that's completely fair. So, so I'm adding a question. Mm. I would love for myself and oh. Megan to both share with you something that we wish we had known as Ooh, new yes. moms. I'm going to give Megan a chance to think. And I kind of, mine came to me while you were talking. I love your response to. Uh, what happened on your Zoom call in that meeting when Addie's crying and there's nothing you can do. And what we, what I call those with my students and my clients that I work with are we have our controllables Mm -hmm. and our uncontrollables. So good. And that's something that I wish I had known. I wish someone had said that to me when I was a new mom, feeling like the weight of the world was on my shoulders. I am also very, very type A and I like to have things in my control. It's a way I cope with my own anxiety. Mm-hmm. We, that's a whole mm-hmm. other thing. But um, it's definitely a coping skill for me. And that is something that I honestly have to step back and kind of self-talk and say, is this something that's actually in my yes. control? And if not, why am I killing myself yes. trying to mm-hmm. control it? So that's something that I'm kind of a work in progress. But I definitely wish that seven years ago, someone had said that to me and just kind of relieved some of that pressure that I was putting mm-hmm. on myself. That's yeah, so good. I feel Thank like you. We can all relate to that for sure. Mm-hmm. For me, um, I consider myself to be a good communicator, but 
I am not great about community or I, yeah, I'm, st- I'm a work in progress. I'm not great about communicating my own needs. Mm-hmm. So like literally verbalizing, like I need this. And mm-hmm. honestly, so my youngest uh, child is four, four years old now. And it wasn't until she was about a year old that I have a very supportive partner. My husband is incredibly supportive and like we have a really healthy and great marriage, but she was like a year old. And I remember going to him and saying in the depths of like a, a whether it was postpartum depression or just a re- general depression, I was in a really tough spot. And I remember saying, I need you to care for me. Like I need you to mm. do the things that I physically can't even make myself do. And he had like no idea. Like I was like, I feel like I can't make myself take a shower. I feel like I can't make myself make this meal. Like I need you to care for me in a way like that I've never asked anybody to do. And mm. so and when I think back on all of the things that caused me grief and motherhood so far, most of the things, what if, I mean, some things were out of my control, right, Chan? But like the things that were in my control, if I had verbalized what I needed in that moment to my husband, to my family, to my parents, to who, to my best friends, whoever, I feel like I would have saved myself a lot of mm. grief, a lot of trouble. Um, well, and you have to kind of get to oh, know yeah. yourself yeah. in a new way. I remember like spiraling and losing my temper in ways that mm-hmm. I never had in my entire yeah. life. And I will talk a lot of that up to oh, sleep exhaustion. deprivation, which I yeah. never experienced. Sure. But something that I learned, and I actually, so we had an interview with um, Bryce uh, Reddy of the Mom mm-hmm. Brain Therapist. She was on, or she's going to be on this season. And one of the things that I told her, she taught me through her social platform was, am I an angry mom or do I have a I love it because a lot of times we don't realize like maybe I'm acting this way because I do need something. And do I even recognize it Mm -hmm. in myself? But then, yes, to Megan's point, once you do recognize I need a shower, Mm -hmm. I need a meal where no one's touching me. Then like the the ability to verbalize that and and have those needs met, I think, is kind of just all wound up Mm -hmm. together. Yeah, And I think also in just saying it out loud, it like removes some of the guilt from it. Whereas like, if you're like, yeah, yeah, exactly. If you're saying like, I feel like I just need a day by myself, that feels really yucky. But then when you say it and you real, and the the person, whoever's on the receiving end is like, well, that makes sense because I have, I had a day to myself and that did fill my cup too. Like it Mm -hmm. makes it so that then the next time you can also be more apt to ask for help or ask for what you need. Um, And we're teaching our kids all the time to ask for what they need. And all of the people in our lives who we support, we're saying, Mm -hmm. tell me what you need so that I can help you Mm -hmm. serve you, make you better. Um, And I think we are often the last on our lists. And so to have that, like, I don't think I was taught as a child to be communicative about my needs. I was taught to take care of everybody else. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's been really, if I had learned that earlier in my motherhood journey, I think I would have saved myself a fair amount of pain. Um, Shannon, I love that you switched this up on us. I didn't, I was, I was like, what am I even going to share? And look at us. We both have Thank you, ladies, wisdom. for sharing. <laughs> Thank you, ladies, for sharing. And I'm standing on the shoulders of giants like you who inspire me and like kind of have paved the way before me. And one thing I want to add, Megan, when you were talking, it reminded me of something that has been a theme sort of in the last few months is resentment. And mm-hmm. I find that when I don't do something for myself because I say, oh, I don't have enough time. It's not worth it. Or, mm-hmm. you know, like Mark's busy, too, or he's tired or whatever the excuse is. I don't yeah. do it. I don't do it. I don't do it. Don't do it. And it all adds up. And mm-hmm. then one small thing happens and I like 
explode yep. because this resentment yeah. of like, I don't have a minute to myself. So yeah. that has mm-hmm. like put things into perspective and again, shifted my idea of what it feels like to be both and and embracing yeah. that and saying, I don't care if it's two minutes, five minutes, if I'm asking for help, whatever it looks like, I'm doing it because it's what I need to do to prioritize my well-being. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't be a good mom, Absolutely. good partner, yeah. a good friend if you're not caring for yourself. So I think that is definitely that's a um, like a wellness must do that we don't really mm-hmm. people talk about self-care, but they talk about it in this like grand like self-care isn't necessarily a spa day, though. We would all love that. Right. Sometimes it literally is five minutes by ourselves. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, something um, in this past season that we did, it was Wicked Good Entrepreneurs. A lot of what I kept hearing from these amazing businesswomen was their business evolved once they mm-hmm. had kids. Kind of like you were saying, you know, your whole life looks different. Your marriage looks different. They're, the business tends to look different, too. So I wanted to hear from you, even if maybe um, you haven't implemented some of this evolution. I'm sure maybe it's coming. Just what what does the future hold for nursing your way to wellness, and how can our listeners connect with you to get yes, involved? Yes, thank that? you for asking. Well, I think motherhood has ignited my passion for women's wellness and well being more than ever before. So, if anything, I'm like on fire and more driven than ever to serve moms at the highest level and meet them exactly where they are. That's very important to me. Meet them where they are and help support them in sustainable self-care, what we're talking about, sustainable wellness and things that Mm -hmm. are real, things that fit into our real life. And I just feel like I can like, I want to hug everyone. I want to just like embrace everyone. I can empathize on a level that I never have been able to before. So with that being said, the offerings at Nursing Your Way to Wellness, I'm going to be um, doing some things for moms that I haven't done before, specifically for new moms, because I feel like that piece is missing a little bit. So I'm really excited for the things in the pipeline and uh, stay tuned for, for new things to come. Love that. That is certainly an evolution and one that will benefit us all. Listeners, you can hop on over to bostonmoms.com for all of Kristen's contact information, including the Nursing Your Way to Wellness website. Kristen, you're already very familiar with our end of show question, but let's see if it has changed at all in the last year. I'm going to ask what we ask all of our guests. um, What are you loving about raising a family in greater Boston right now? It has changed a little bit. I would say the offerings for children's for moms. So for me, it's been uh, local moms groups that have been really um, pivotal for my experience. Uh, Mm -hmm. The beaches, like Mark and I, my husband and I are beach people. So having area to North Shore, uh, I'm sorry, access to North Shore beaches that we can take Addie to, um, that's been super fun. And just getting her outside. I just love the New England landscape. So we're really grateful to have all of that at our fingertips here. That's a great place. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, Kristen, thank you so much for joining us today. And I just want to say to you that, you know, as your friend, I feel so proud Mm -hmm. of you. I know what you're juggling and everything that you're trying to carry. And I know that it's heavy. And then on top of that, you're continuing to give back to this community um, and in new creative ways. So I just really, truly appreciate you. And thank you for everything that you're doing for your family and for our community. It's my complete honor. Thank you so much. And thank you again to you both for having me. Thank you for being 
friends and supporters and again, just like an inspiration to myself and all the moms out there, Boston and beyond. So thank you for all that you do. And I look forward to connecting more with other moms. If you want to chat with me, I'm always open for that. Uh, you can catch me at nursingyourwaytowellness.com. Catch me on social media. Let's like get together. Let's band together. Mm-hmm. Again, that community, yeah. that support, that sisterhood. Um, I'm happy to, to support anyone however I can. All right, listeners, you know how to get in touch with Kristen. And if you missed her website, check it out on bostonmoms.com. As always, you are a wicked good mom. Boston Moms is grateful to this season's Wicked Good Momcast sponsor, Boston Ballet School, a leading dance educator empowering students to develop artistically, forge lifelong friendships, and most importantly, have fun. Visit bostonballet.org backslash education to learn more about the range of classes offered in our Boston and Newton studios.